Hi everyone, welcome along to the Phil Hoffman Travel Podcast. It's the first one for 2019. Great to have your company as we talk all things travel throughout the year and we're in for a treat today because Constellation Journeys is a name you may not have heard of before but I can guarantee you by the end of this podcast it will certainly be a name that you'll be talking about with your family and your friends. They have some amazing things to let you know about and joining me from Constellation Journeys is Dan Cotsman. Dan, welcome. Thanks, Lee. It's nice to be with you. It's great to have you here. Before we get into uh, some of the journeys that you take and you take us around the world on these trips of a lifetime, can you tell us about Constellation Journeys? Absolutely, yeah. Well, uh, I worked for a number of years with another luxury tour operator here in Australia and about two years ago we started Constellation Journeys, a new business, and we're uh, in our early days at this stage, but we've operated our first tour in 2018. We chartered a Qantas 747 for a three-week trip around the world and had 250 guests join us for a fantastic journey. And uh, now we're busily planning and uh, talking to people about our new tours for 2019. Now, people have just, if they're listening to this in the car, they've just pulled off the road. You charter a 747. How does that work? Yeah, well, that's that's right. It is a little bit unusual. Uh, we we deal with Qantas, and uh, of course, um, takes quite a bit of time and, and effort to plan these sorts of things. But we've got a good relationship with the airline, and Qantas, uh, when they can, make these aeroplanes available for our charter. And uh, we 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 take the aeroplane for three weeks, and it comes to us uh, ready to go with all of the crew and captains and uh, the the fuel and the food and all of those other things that we need to to travel around the world. And at Constellation Journeys, we put all the other elements together, the accommodation, the sightseeing, all of the meals and uh, the different things that we do along the way. So it's like a coach journey, but on a plane. Yeah, that's right. Or some people liken it to a a cruise in the air, a bit like a cruise ship traveling around to to different places and we all come back together on the aeroplane and and, and spend two or three nights, uh, in most cases, two or three nights in each of the places we visit along the way. And uh, the aeroplane becomes a, a really key part of the uh, the experience. It's not just the, the sights we see in all of the different cities we visit, but the experience we have on board. It really is a home away from home, and after spending a few nights in uh, various different unusual places around the world, it's quite exciting to get back on board and yeah. be <laughs> greeted again by the crew and the captains, and, uh, and, and the crew are there having a wonderful time with us as well because the same Qantas crew, pilots and flight attendants, uh, travel with us around the world. Is it? I've never heard of this before. Has it been done around the world before? I've never heard of people being able to effectively get on their own jet. It it has, uh, but uh, certainly um, uh, on on this scale, it's a yeah. little bit unusual. There's other private jet tours that that operate from different parts of the world, but typically on smaller aeroplanes. Um, so on this sort of scale, with a, a, a big. Boeing 747, uh, the aeroplane can seat 363 guests, mm-hmm. we'll typically have about 250, so we don't occupy all of the seats. So yeah, it, it is done, but this is probably the biggest scale it's done on. I imagine the social side of that too would be fun, like you would if you were on a cruise ship or a coach, you know, you would get to know the people on, you know, you become friends as you go around the world, visit yeah. all these amazing locations and then see them when you get back on the plane. That's right. And and one of the interesting uh, comparisons is uh, the, the, the different flights. So on our first journey on our tour this year, we'll head from Sydney up to Seoul. And from experience, I know that flight will be perhaps a little bit more like a regular scheduled flight that people uh, would join on their regular travels because the the guests don't know one another uh, particularly well at that stage. But after spending a few nights together in different places uh, along the way, it really does 
become a very social uh, atmosphere on board. Uh, and unlike a regular flight, people are up and about, wandering around, talking to uh, to people they've met and, and perhaps had dinner with the night before yep. or been travelling with on their sightseeing trips the night before and really engaging in a very social atmosphere on board. The most amazing thing for me is that you think about a private jet or a chartering a jet, you think you're yeah, Bon Jovi or it could be, you know, uh, Mick Jagger or something. But this is the thing when you look through your prices is just how affordable it is, considering the itinerary that you do, which we'll talk about in a second. But that's the thing either. You don't have to be a rock star or royalty or, you know, the highfalutin type to be able to afford this. Well, that's absolutely right. And I think uh, a lot of people do have the perception that travelling by privately chartered aircraft is is really only for the, the rock stars or royalty or, or, or presidents and, mm. and so forth. But uh, we, we have a, a lead-in price for this trip in 2019, in, in uh, September and October this year, is $21,900, which uh, for, for three weeks travel, including all of the flights, all of the transfers, the sightseeing, the meals, absolutely everything that's required for the trip, we think actually represents some pretty good value and compares very favourably to a lot of other forms of travel like cruising and, and other uh, other types of travel like that. Let's talk about the destinations, where we go, because you take people around the world, this is a trip of a lifetime in an experience that nobody would have been able to. Uh, have on this chartered Qantas 747. So we start at Sydney and go where? That's right. We, we start in Sydney and, and head up to Seoul. And I should say, uh, the, the, the job I do in in, um, in, in running this business is uh, is a lot of fun, but ha- perhaps the most interesting and, uh, and, and and the greatest part about it is choosing these destinations. And yep. uh, we, we do that based on, obviously, some logistical criteria for where the aeroplane can fly and where there's good enough hotels and those sorts of things. But we also try to include places that are a little bit unusual, perhaps a bit off the beaten path, and places that uh, we can combine uh, in such a way that, uh, that, that having the access to this privately chartered aircraft makes them easy to put together where otherwise they may not be. So yeah, first stop is Seoul in, in South Korea. We spend three nights there. And a, a city that uh, is uh, a real uh, a blend of, of ancient tradition, um, uh, taekwondo was invented uh, there or, or developed there and, and we give our guests the chance to experience this sort of ancient martial art if they wish. Uh, Buddhism is is uh, an important part of the, the daily life of, of many South Koreans. And so there's that, 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 that traditional um, uh, way of life in South Korea but also a, a blend with a really modern, dynamic, cutting-edge technological city with, uh, with, with big industry and, uh, and high-tech being a big part of it. It's also, of course, right uh, at the crossroads of a, uh, a, a fairly important geopolitical situation at the moment yep. on, the, on the border there with, uh, with North Korea, and we'll take guests up there to spend a, a bit of time uh, looking across the border if they wish. Just peek over the fence. Exactly. Is it a place go and wave to Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Is it a place on the radar for people? So, I mean, as you say, it's new and old. Be fascinating to visit. Yeah, ap- absolutely, and uh, and fantastic food, and, and the dining is wonderful there, and great hotels, and uh, uh, we we always like on this type of trip, uh, we we visit some some weird and wonderful places sometimes, but we always like to make sure that the the first stop is uh, is somewhere where we can uh, really impress people. We have some uh, a fantastic welcome dinner, a big gala event there to welcome people to Seoul and to welcome to the tour as well. So we start in Seoul and then we move on to Jerusalem. That's right. Yeah. So it's a uh, um, uh, worth pointing out that all of our flights on this 
this journey uh, during the day. So uh, they, they range in duration from just a, a couple of hours when we're, we're travelling between uh, Malta and Barcelona through to about 10 hours, 10 or 11 hours on some of the longer sectors, but all during the day, which makes for very comfortable travel. So yeah, from Seoul, we head on to, uh, we fly to Tel Aviv and then it's a, a short drive into Jerusalem itself and three nights there. And of course, a, a really um, critical uh, uh, or important part of uh, the history of religion, um, three religions uh, founded in, in this part of the world and uh, a place that uh, I think sometimes people have some perceptions of uh, or concerns about uh, safety and security but on my visits here I, I, I've felt uh, very, very safe and uh, three nights there in Jerusalem, uh, we do some walking tours around the old city itself, take people into Bethlehem if they wish and there's a whole range of options that we offer in each of the cities we visit we call them a la carte options so the guests can choose to tailor their sightseeing to whatever experience they they wish and all of these are included in the tour price when you talk about history i mean there's none more than jerusalem is there and that's how i guess people want to experience too they've these places they've read about these places they've seen actually to walk those streets would be amazing yeah, that that's right, and and perhaps um, you know Jerusalem is more so than any of the others on on this tour gives that opportunity. And I find it interesting that different people have uh, different priorities for their travel. And of course, for some it's history, for others it's it's art and culture, uh, and and others it's uh, it's things like uh, like food, yeah. um, and and all of those make up for uh, the, the the combination of things we offer on the journey. So that's stop two on the constellation journey. Stop three is Valletta. I don't know much about Valletta. No, and and look, it's a it's a place that is uh, it's a one of those really hot destinations at the moment. A lot of cruise ships stop in there. Valletta is a, is the capital of Malta, the island off the the boot of uh, of Italy, uh, just south of Sicily. Uh, it's a small island. There's only 400,000 people live there and it is a wonderful place to visit for perhaps a little bit longer than a typical cruise does. We're, we're there for about 48 hours or so. We've got two nights and sort of uh, nearly two days of, of sightseeing. A small island, uh, compact and easy to get around. Its, it's fascination for me is its blend of histories. It was occupied by uh, everybody from uh, the Phoenicians, uh, North African Arabs, people from the Middle East, uh, the Ottomans uh, occupied uh, Malta for a period of time. But probably the, the, the big uh, historical connection that the Maltese now make and, and, and what drives a lot of their heritage is the, uh, the Knights, the Knights of St. John and the Knights of Rhodes who uh, left the Middle East, made their way back through to Europe and were there for some four or five hundred years and, and ruled Malta during that period of time. And much of the architecture and the, the history that the Maltese are connected to now comes from that, uh, that history of the Knights. See, I needed to pay more attention in history at school. I'm, I'm this generation now where I see it on Game of Thrones. It's that kind of atmosphere, that kind of architecture. It, it, it really is. It's, it's, um, it, it's walled citadels and uh, numerous uh, fortresses uh, set up on high overlooking the, the harbour. And again, a little bit like uh, Seoul in some ways, there's this incredible blend of, uh, of ancient history and, uh, and, and the modern world. I was there recently and taking a, a little cruise around part of the harbour and in the foreground is a is a five hundred million dollar super yacht, mm. um, and and directly behind it is a is a sort of a seven eight hundred year old yep. fortress up on the hilltop. It really is quite incredible. Those parallels are amazing, aren't they? So from Malta we go off to Barcelona, from one I guess not so well known to one that people know and love. I mean, this when you talk about hot destinations, people love Barcelona. They do indeed, and uh, again a pretty short flight. It's only two hours up to Barcelona, so we've got some time in the morning in Valletta up to Barcelona, and then we start our sightseeing right away when we get 
get there. And for me, Barcelona really represents two things. One is the the most incredible architecture, uh, driven largely by by Gaudi, and and also the food and wine. And it's mm. it really is a, a mecca for for gourmets. Uh, the whole uh, concept of, of tapas and uh, and the wonderful wines they have there, uh, a really fantastic place to visit. But you're right, it is a, a more visited destination, and I'm sure many of the guests who come with us on this journey will have been to Barcelona before but it's one of those places that I think you can return to and we've designed our sightseeing program here to offer uh, a, a really large selection of what we call these a la carte options and all of them are available on both of our full days in Barcelona so our guests can really um, select whatever they like and, and build and choose their own itinerary whilst they're here. We've also got some fantastic uh, uh, gala dinners here, um, visits out to wineries in the countryside, uh, and probably my favourite here, uh, which I went and experienced recently, is a gourmet foodies walking tour. So we'll take guests for a few hours, first to the, the fresh food market, and then wandering around some uh, lovely little narrow cobblestone streets in Barcelona to shops that specialise in in bread, in jamón, the yep. uh, the Spanish version of version of prosciutto, uh, olives, uh, cheeses, uh, olive oil, chocolates, nuts, and so on. And lunch that day for those guests is really a, a, a grazing lunch as they walk around these wonderful little stores and, and sample things along the way. See, most people would think that's it, that's the trip, but you're kind of only halfway there. And you were talking before about you know the distance of flights, and I guess from two hours from Malta up to Barcelona. The next destination, you're taking us across to South America. I guess that would probably be, I guess, your longest of the flights, Australia to Solar Site. Yeah, it is. It is one of the uh, the longer ones. It's nearly ten hours or so, and we fly from Barcelona across to Cartagena. Uh, one of the reasons we fly west on this type of journey is that we save time uh, uh, with uh, moving across time zones each time we travel. So Barcelona to Cartagena is about a ten hour flight. But there's a five-hour time change, so we'll leave Barcelona probably around 10 in the morning and arrive in Cartagena in Colombia around 3 p.m. local time. And Cartagena is a uh, is a fascinating city. It's an old walled city, a, a Spanish colonial city. It's described to me when I was there as really the the front door to, uh, to to South America for the Spanish when they occupied this part of the world. Cartagena was where they uh, operated a huge port and pulled a lot of the the wealth and the treasures out of South America to take them back to Europe. And uh, it's a little like Havana in some ways for people who've been there. But um, uh, the uh, the maintenance of the buildings and the upkeep. Is, is a little better. Uh, wonderful coloured old Spanish colonial homes, cobblestone streets, but also a modern city uh, just adjacent to the old town. Again, lots of options here for people. Uh, they can uh, enjoy tastings of rum and coffee. <laughs> uh, there's visits out to a, an archipelago of islands uh, just, just an hour or so from Cartagena about time in the trip where people might be feeling like uh, having a bit of a rest so they can spend a, a few hours out there uh, enjoying the, the sun and sand uh, on, on the beach. Uh, and some wonderful hotels here too. The, the Sofitel Cartagena is uh, where our business class guests will stay and it's a, an old uh, hotel built into the original walls of the, the fortified city of Cartagena. Beautiful. And the South American journey continues there because then you're off to Cusco. 
Correct, yes. We fly first down to Lima in Peru. The Quanta 747 is too big to operate up to uh, Cusco up in the mountains. So we changed planes. We've chartered some uh, A320 aircraft, smaller aircraft, to fly up to Cusco. We have three nights in Cusco and two full days of sightseeing. Of course, one of those days of sightseeing is down to Machu Picchu, um, the lost city of the Incas, and really is uh, at the top of the the list for many travellers to to go and see this incredible site. It's a full day journey. We take a train down to to Machu Picchu and then uh, explore around there for a few hours before heading back to Cusco. And Cusco itself is an absolute treasure. It's probably my favourite city in South America. It's a small city. It's at altitude, about 3,200 metres, and uh, has a beautiful old town square with cathedrals and so on. And our other full day in this part of the world is spent going up into what's called the Sacred Valley of the Incas and uh, a range of options again for people. There's some wonderful shopping to be had uh, and some of the old temples and so on around that area as well and fantastic scenery. Can you talk to us about Machu Picchu. I mean, it's on the you know the seven wonders of the world list. It's one of those places I imagine where when you get there, a bit like I guess the pyramid, you'd literally pinch yourself. You'd almost have to stop and just take breath and say, "I'm actually here." All these things I've seen on photos and in videos, it's within reach. Yeah, absolutely, and it it really is quite breathtaking. Um, uh, I've had the opportunity to go there on a number of occasions, and 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 each time I uh, I walk around the corner from the the entry area where where you can't actually see any of the site when you when you come in, and then you walk around this uh, this corner and up onto a, a, a step where all of a sudden the whole site is presented in front of you. And every time I've seen it, it really does take your breath away. Um, it's the it's the, the the history, the almost unbelievable way this place was constructed mm. such a long time ago in such a rem- remote and inaccessible mountaintop, but also. Uh, Frankly, even aside from the archaeological uh, um, ruins that are there, the, the the natural scenery is quite breathtaking and stunning. You're high up atop the mountains, and and uh, and the views are just incredible. So um, I'm looking forward to going back there again. It's a couple of years since I've been there now, but uh, every time it uh, it takes my breath away. And then from there to another site, I guess, in a similar vein, and as we found out when we spoke on the radio, a place that Phil Hoffman hasn't been to, which is remarkable because there's not many, uh, but Easter Island. And you think of that again, natural beauty and I guess man-made wonder. It really is, and it's it's an incredibly remote place. I think they, they say it's uh, the most remote inhabited place anywhere in the world. It's, um, it's about a, a five-and-a-half or six-hour flight from Lima, uh, again a daytime flight, and we just spend one night at Easter Island. It's a very small island. Most of our guests are really there to see these Moai statues, these uh, incredible uh, monolithic uh, pieces of stone that have been uh, erected in various places around the island. There is still uh, much uh, uh, mystery around uh, how and why they were constructed and what their purpose is and, uh, and how they were placed uh, where they are. Uh, but um, we go and visit the island and, and see the statues, see the quarry where some of them are manufactured and uh, and take in some of the sites there as well. And we do it in a re- reasonably quick period of time. We're there about 24 hours or so. Uh, the accommodation there is comfortable without being particularly opulent, but uh, a 24-hour stop is, is very pleasant. And then it's about an 11.5, 12-hour flight home to Australia and uh, really a, a bit of a party on board as people are um, sharing names and addresses and saying farewell yep. to friends they've met over a period of a few weeks. So eight incredible destinations around the world on this journey on the Qantas 747 which is chartered by Constellation Journeys. Before we wrap it up, in terms of on board, I read, you know, you've got a doctor. Literally everything is sort of set out for you on this trip, isn't it? 
Yeah, it really is. Everything's uh, pretty well thought through. We, we include um, you know, everything our guests need to, to enjoy the holiday. And as I said earlier, all the meals and accommodation, sightseeing, transfers, taxes, tipping. We, we even include uh, travel insurance for, for guests on, on board this trip. We'll have a team of about 20 or so staff from Constellation Journeys and we're there to look after uh, all of the arrangements for guests, in, in particular looking after their luggage. So that's something that uh, many of our guests really uh, like the idea that they don't have to worry about carting their own suitcase around we do that for them but in addition to our own team and the Qantas flight attendants and pilots uh, the airline sends along uh, about 10 or 12 uh, support staff they call them their support team there's caterers there's security people uh, engineering and and various others there who are there to make sure that Qantas can operate the aeroplane in the way that that they wish to and and, uh, to Qantas's regular uh, high standards in all these weird and wonderful places uh, that they don't normally fly to. Uh, a number of different categories on board for guests to choose from, uh, from uh, what we call superior class, which is economy class seating, but a much enhanced meal service, right through to what we call business prestige, which is on the uh, the upper deck on the 747, just 18 seats there, uh, and a whole range of extras there, including private car transfers and suites in hotels and, and a range of other special inclusions for those guests. But uh, for all our guests, uh, a really all-inclusive, wonderful sightseeing package, and, uh, and hopefully... Uh, a great time had by all. Well, Dan, thank you so much for sharing it with us. Not only, you know, amazing locations, but the experience itself. You know, I can imagine you'd hear that from your customers as well and people that go on these trips. It's not just the fact that you're seeing the most amazing parts of the world, but it's the way that you're doing it and an experience that people, you know, unless they do it with consolation, wouldn't get a chance to to enjoy. Yeah, that's right. And, and one of the things I've found uh, really pleasing f- after our, our first uh, journey last year in 2018, we've had many of the guests who travelled with us have booked to come again with us this year. And it's almost the case that they don't even care where we're going, Lee. <laughs> it's, it's the whole experience is yep. just great fun. So uh, the, the destinations are, are less important to them than the experience. September to October this year. That's correct, yep. Uh, from the 30th of September to the 17th of October. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, we've got uh, we're a little over halfway booked at the moment, um, and uh, and it's a busy time for us uh, as we've come into the new year with lots of people booking to join us this year. And as we say, from twenty one thousand nine hundred dollars, you think about it, it's the best part of three weeks. It's you know these amazing locations right around the world, everything included. As Dan mentioned uh, on this chartered Qantas seven four seven, ask about Constellation Journeys at Phil Hopman Travel. You can find out more online, of course, pht.com.au, the social media channels as well hey dan thanks so much for being part of the podcast and uh, all the best with consolation enjoy your trip thanks very much